in. We are live. Hope everybody is doing good. May God richly bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Make sure that you are standing and not giving an inch to any of these globalist leftists that are trying to control your life. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Galatians chapter 5. Verse one, just real quick, going off with the pregame there with Tucker Carlson. You know, it's been one of my pet peeves for a long time now, watching the disintegration of the federal law enforcement system. Local cops, pretty good. Did a lot of caving when it came to COVID, but overall still pretty good. Not talking about some of the more leftist cities, but overall local cops, pretty decent. And my predge in that department, because I was a local cop for 25 years in a day, probably. But from what I've seen, local cops, pretty good. FBI, you know, absolutely not. FBI is nothing more. The FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, is nothing more than the Goebbels Gestapo for the Democratic Party. That's an absolute fact. Going right off of Tucker, I just went ahead and listed all the arrests that he named up to where we cut it off. Ricky Vaughn was was arrested for creating memes of Hillary Clinton. Hostetler and Taylor were arrested for being at a political rally. Julie, there was a Rudy Giuliani raid of which they, they confiscated several of his tech products. His phone being one of them, I believe also his computer. But by the way, at that time, they turned down the Hunter Biden laptop. Strange, isn't it? Project Veritas raid, Steve Bannon arrest, Roger Stone arrest, Steve Bannon arrest for not complying with a congressional subpoena. Why Why didn't, uh, I wonder why it is that Nancy Pelosi didn't want o- Obama's Attorney General Eric Holder, who was subpoenaed to testify in the Fast and Furious uh, controversy of which he, he and Obama supplied the Mexican drug cartels with firearms. They, they don't want you to have firearms, but they make sure that the Mexican cartels have firearms. And when he was subpoenaed, he completely blew off the subpoena. Why was that exactly? Citing executive privilege. He was not arrested. Steve Bannon cites executive privilege. He's arrested. Doesn't respond to their subpoenas, but he's arrested. Peter Navarro cites executive privilege. He's arrested. And by the way, the Fast and Furious Committee was a lawful committee. The Nancy Pelosi 1-6 committee is not lawful. Sounds like I'm, play, I'm being a partisan politician. No, it's a simple congressional law. Congressional law is that the minority leader in any sort of congressional committee assigns two seats. He assigns them. He picks who it is that's going to fill the minority role in those committees. That was going to be Jim Banks and Jim Jordan. He picked them. Nancy Pelosi said no. Filled those two seats with Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney instead. So that right there decertifies that committee from being legit, decertifies that committee, delegitimizes the committee, decertifies that committee from being able to even issue uh, congressional subpoenas. So the subpoenas that both Navarro and Bannon blew off, they are lawfully allowed to blow off even without executive privilege because they're not lawful subpoenas. And the FBI who arrested both of them know this to be fact, but went ahead and made unlawful arrests anyway. And all of those agents, the individual agents and those in charge of those agents need to be arrested for making false arrests and need to be uh, fired from their jobs and need to be held civilly liable to the tunes of losing their entire retirement and being and losing and the FBI itself needs to lose 
millions upon millions of dollars, just like they did at the Parkland shooting because they knew Nicholas Cruz prior to the Parkland shooting and have so far issued out to the Parkland victim victims' families $127 million. They also knew the shooter in New York also and knew the shooter in Buffalo prior to both shootings. I wonder how many millions, tens of millions of your taxpayer dollars they're going to be sending to the, vic- to the victims' families in both of those cases. So Steve Bannon arrest, Roger Stone arrest, Michael Flynn arrest, arrested Michael Flynn for fair violations that nobody else gets arrested for, and for lying to the FBI after saying, stating, swearing under oath, well, it's not a swearing under oath, but it's a signed, it's a signed statement called a 302, where they affirmed that Michael Flynn was not lying to them, Peter Strzok being one of them, and then arrested them for lying. George Dixon's house rated for doing a Biden documentary, Owen Schroyer of Alex Jones arrested for info from Infowars and Alex Jones arrested for being at the one six rally and saying that the election is fraudulent arrested for that. Uh, uh, Sharona Bishop house is raids, former chief of staff for, for, for a Republican congressman. Tina Peters house raided because she questions the veracity, the legitimacy of the election. All of these people arrested by the FBI for app for doing absolutely nothing wrong. I mean, you look at project Veritas, James O'Keefe, project Veritas being raided because they had in their possession, the Ashley Biden diary, which they chose not to publish anyway for what possession of stolen property. It wasn't stolen, but that's what's on the affidavit. So they're lying on their affidavits. Therefore that now is under oath. So all of those agents need to be arrested and charged with perjury, arrested and charged with false arrest, fired from their jobs, lose all of their retirement. The FBI should be sued for tens of millions of dollars in each and every one of these cases. And this isn't even touching the Russian collusion hoax with part with uh, Carter page, uh, Men and just there's so many, you know, obviously Flynn, numerous others that we could name, uh, George Papadopoulos, many others that were fraudulently detained, fraudulently arrested, fraudulently wiretapped. Every single one of those agents needs to be fired, civilly sued, arrested, whatever is applicable. And the FBI needs to be completely and totally disbanded, taken down. I mean, absolutely disbanded. There should no longer be an FBI. Now, I'm allowed to say whatever I want because all of these politicians right now, Joe Biden in front of the G7 leadership, just basically called the Supreme Court of the United States rogue and illegitimate. Nancy Pelosi saying the same thing. AOC is saying the same thing. So I guess they're all guilty of insurrections, right? And they all should be raided by the FBI. Because if you say anything against the federal government, that means that FBI agents will raid your home, take all your devices, and possibly arrest you. That's the rules. So here's the thing. When we win in November, none of this can be forgotten. There is no let bygones be got bygones. Anthony Fauci needs to be arrested for perjuring himself front of both, in front of both the Senate and the House. The NIH needs to be raided. The CDC needs to be raided. We need to know why it is that the CDC is not releasing vaccinated hospitalization rates and vaccinated death rates. We need to know why that is. We need to know why it is that every one of uh, Anthony Fauci's emails is redacted. NIH emails redacted. Why is that exactly? We need to know why it is that Pfizer hid their the results 
of their vaccine trials from the American public, all of which are crimes. We need to know why. None of this needs to be forgotten. Even going all the way back to the collusion hoax, Peter Stroke, Strzok needs to be arrested. Lisa Page needs to be arrested. Andrew McCabe needs to be arrested for lies, lying to the Pfizer court. Uh, James Comey needs to be arrested for lying to the Pfizer court. Robert Mueller needs to be arrested for perjuring himself in front of Congress. Many Hillary Clinton needs to be arrested. Well, you know, it's funny. You have Steve Bannon being arrested for not responding to a subpoena, but Hillary Clinton deletes 30,000 subpoenaed emails. Nothing happens to her. She needs to be arrested for what she's done. None of these things, none of these, uh, the statute of limitations has not any, hit any of these people yet. Need to go back and find when was the last time that John Brennan perjured himself in front of Congress. James Clapper perjured himself in front of Congress. Hillary Clinton perjured herself in front of Congress. And they all need to be arrested and charged. That is the rule. Now, many people, the Jenna Ellis's of the world, Trump, Trump's worthless attorney, they'll say that, you know, it's not about retribution. It's not about retribution. It's about setting a tone. If you want to arrest, if, if the new rules are that you arrest your political opponents for speech, then these people need to be arrested for actually committing crimes because almost everybody that I named in here was not arrested for actually committing a crime. The first suborning perjury for perjury for deleting subpoenaed emails, congressionally subpoenaed emails, which is obstruction of justice, which is a crime 30,000 times over Hillary Clinton did. That's not an exaggeration. Most of these people that I arrested that were on the right were simply saying things or putting out memes or documentaries or, or holding on to a non-stolen Ashley Biden diary. It wasn't stolen. She left it in a hotel room. Hotel, a person from the hotel got it, gave it to Project Veritas. It's not stolen. So most of these people on the right have not committed any crime crime whatsoever or anything that could be construed as a crime in any way shape or form but everybody else that i named starting with eric holder he actually did not respond to a legitimate congressional subpoena all these other subpoenas being issued by uh, adam kinzinger liz cheney you know and jamie raskin and all the rest of the idiots on that board is an illegitimate subpoena because it's an illegitimate committee it's therefore called what 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 is called in the justice system fruit of the poisonous tree it's like if you do an illegal search of a car and find marijuana find drugs whatever it may be you arrest the person for that for the possession of those drugs because it was an illegal search that was fruit of the poisonous tree therefore everything is thrown out and the fbi knows all of this and are, and are going ahead and making these illegal arrests anyway. They need to be disbanded. There's no need for the FBI. Let local law enforcement, state law enforcement do things. And we can reform maybe a federal law enforcement system that is a actually bi bi bipartisan, that is not for doing the bidding of the Democratic Party because that's all the FBI is doing. And I'm talking about rank and file. I'm talking about the command staff from top to bottom completely disbanded. They all need to be fired. That is the way that it should be. We need to insist upon that at the at the time when the red wave takes over in november when all of these maga republicans are put into office no more let bygones be bygones forget the past move on no because you will never be able to forget the past because the next next christine blasey ford is coming the next anita hill is coming the next the next cassidy hutchinson is coming the next foe a congressional committee is coming with their faux subpoenas and their faux arrests. It'll just happen over and over and over again. Whenever you see 
a Republican nominee for the Supreme Court or any position of power, you'll see within a week that person has been accused of sexual assault. It's going to happen. It, until these people like, you know, here, here's the sad thing. Brett Kavanaugh, you've probably heard me say this before, but Brett Kavanaugh should be in the midst of a defamation lawsuit against Christine Vazi Ford. Clarence Thomas, as much as I love him, should have sued Anita Hill. It's gutless that they didn't. It's absolutely gutless. You sue them when it's Christine Blasey Ford who doesn't have a date, a time, an address, or a corroborating witness at all of of any of her allegations. She needs to be sued for libel. She needs to be sued for defamation and lose everything she has. She can lose the $600,000 that she got from a GoFundMe account. That was put together by, I'm sure, Democratic operatives. All right, moving on from this. This is just something to kind of set the tone for the show. Here's AOC. I think that there's a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, and semantically, semantically correct than about being morally right. Just so everybody knows, you can't be morally right without being semantically correct, without being precise and factually correct. You cannot be morally right and not be factually correct. You cannot be a Christian and not be biblically accurate. And that's what's happening right now, but more on that in a minute. Uh, Thomas Sowell, well, it's not really his response, but a response from Thomas Sowell. It is usually futile to try to talk, talk facts and analysis to people who are enjoying a sense of moral superiority in their ignorance. So just leave this up for a second. So here's just, just using vaccines as an example. We have a, there, a vaccine mandate, federal vaccine mandate to do what? It, including for all of our military. So you have a federal vaccine mandate for what reason? To protect people from catching the, the coronavirus, a 99.9% survival virus, which of course we've never had a federal mandate for a 99.9% survival virus ever in history. But we have one now to protect people from catching the virus based on a vaccine that doesn't prevent transmission or infection. Now, but what, what, what AOC would say is, you know what? I think there's a lot of people who are more concerned about being precisely factually and semantically correct than being morally right, because it's morally correct to insist that people get a vaccination to stop transmission and infection using a vaccination that doesn't stop transmission or infection. That's who these people are. Tom, that makes no sense. Of course it makes no sense. You cannot be morally correct and not be telling the truth. You cannot be a Christian and not be preaching the word of God. There's lots of Christians right now. They believe that what's imperative is that you appear to be accommodating, that you appear to be tolerant, that you appear, appear to be nicer than the world. That is not the Bible. The Bible says, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. That's what you're supposed to be doing. If the world considers it tolerant, fine. If the world considers it accommodating, fine. If your church considers it tolerant, fine. If your church considers it accommodating, fine. If they don't on any of these counts, you know what you do? Still preach the word. Because it's the truth. People who, it's funny to me that people like AOC would want an agenda that you have to lie about to impose. How can you consider it to be a good agenda if you have to lie to enact it? But that's who these people are. That is who we are fighting against. 
For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We are against the liars. Their, their ends justify their means and their own minds. Their means justify their ends and their own minds. That's who they are. They have to lie to install their agenda. And then consider it more and then consider their their lie-driven agenda to be morally superior to one based on the truth. Let's look at a prime example of this. This is an Ann McCloy video. This is of Kathy Hochul in New York talking about being a gun grabber. Play it for me. Do you have the numbers to show that it's the concealed carry permit holders that are committing crimes? Because the lawful gun owner will say that you're attacking the wrong person. It's really people that are getting these guns illegally that are causing the violence, not the people going and getting the permit legally. And that's the basis for the whole Supreme Court argument. Do you have the numbers? I don't need to have numbers. I don't need, I don't have to have a data point to point to to say that this is gonna matter. All I know is I have a responsibility to the people of this state to have sensible gun safety laws. And this one was not devised by the hope. So there you go. She's simply asked by, by a, you know, a decent journalist for once, says you have the numbers that show that it's the concealed weapons permit holders that are committing the crimes in New York. Do you have the numbers because you're going after their guns they just lost, of course, the lawsuit in the, in the Supreme Court where they're not allowed to ask you in New York any longer for your reason for wanting a concealed weapons permit or your justification for uh, getting a concealed weapons permit. They're no longer allowed to ask you that anymore. So they just lost that case, which is probably why they're having, why they're having this press conference. But she's simply asked by, by the reporter, do you have the numbers in hand that show that CCW, CCW carriers are the ones that are committing crimes? And, the, and, the, and Kathy Hochul, governor, governor governor of new york says i don't have to have the numbers i don't have to have any verification that shows the justification for me to impose the laws that i'm imposing because it's got nothing to do with preventing gun crime leticia james attorney general for new york is not prosecuting gun crimes anyway not prosecuting gun crimes larry krasner philadelphia kim fox chicago kim gardner st louis george gaston in, in, Los, in Los Angeles and, and the other 75 Joros elected DAs around the country are, not, are purposely not, not, not prosecuting gun criminals so that they have a proliferation of gun violence so they can justify coming to your home and taking your guns. That's what it's all about. They can just say, it's the guns, it's the guns, it's the guns. Even though concealed weapons carry, concealed weapons permit, it's hard to get all those words out. It's CCW in one state and different names in other states. Concealed weapon carriers are not the ones committing the crimes ever. Basically ever. Statistically zero concealed weapon carriers are committing any of these gun crimes. But who are they going after? They're going after the concealed weapons carriers. That's who they're going after. When the people that are committing the crimes are the ones who illegally get the firearms and they're not prosecuting those people on purpose to come and get your guns. They can say, look at the proliferation of gun crimes. We need to go get every gun. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Listen, we are winning. Everybody just needs to stand. That journalist did a great job right then and there asking her. So in other words, Kathy Ogle says, I don't need numbers. 
I don't need statistical data that justifies my legislation. Then, uh, so, so, so her legislation has to be about something else than what she's saying that it's about. If you have a vaccine mandate that's based on the stopping, uh, on stopping transmission and infection, based on a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission or infection, your mandate has to be about something else. And what all of this is about is globalist leftist control of your life. Kathy Hogel is a power pervert who wants to control your life. She wants to release all the gun criminals and prevents you from purchasing a firearm to protect yourself from all the criminals that she's released. That's what these people are truly all about. They can't be that evil, Tom. Yes, they are. If you can butcher the unborn piece by bloody piece out of a mother's womb, then you are that evil. And I want to reiterate this to you. Some of you are probably getting nauseated with me saying this, but I just, I have my whole list over here. Understand that all of these people are of the same motive. Every single one of this, of this list that I'm about to name to you is are different tactics, but the agenda is the same. It's just like a war in a war. You bomb, you, 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 uh, shoot, you know, shoot rounds downrange. You have infantry, you know, infantry, you have special forces, you have an air force. There's different tactics, but it's all the same agenda. Win the war. Now here's their different tactics. COVID Nazism, gun grabbing, trans activists, Ukraine flag wavers, baby butchers, climate hoaxers, insurrection hoaxers, WEF actors to fund the police, pushers, race hustlers, homosexual activists, fact checkers, the disinformation governance boards of the world. They are all, listen, they are all different tactics, but with the same agenda. Now, where did the Christians jump in on this? And when you jump in on one, that means you're backing the other. So if you say, you know what, as a Christian, I want to be accommodating. I want to be tolerant of transgender, transgender activism. I'm not saying being mean to anybody. I'm, I'm just saying you don't call he a she a she a he in the name of Jesus. You don't lie in the name of Jesus. So you jump in and say, I want to be tolerant and accommodating to trans activists. Well, you just became a gun grabber because every one of these things is the same spirit. Every one of these things is a tactic for the same agenda. So if you jump in on one of the tactics, you have now empowered all the other uh, tactics that are trying to bring forth a globalist leftist control narrative, control agenda. So you jump in, I'm going to wear a mask. Okay. You're wearing the 2022 swastika. You're now a race hustler and a homosexual activist and a climate hoaxer. You're the same. You've jumped into the same spirit. A little leaven leavens your whole lump. When, you, when you're a Christian vaccine pimp and whore, if you're a Christian who locked down your church, you're now a climate hoaxer, an insurrection hoaxer, because they're all the same spirit. I hope you're getting this. Julie Kelly tweet. Breaking, Michigan judge denies motion to dismiss kidnapping conspiracy charges against Adam Fox and Barry Croft, two remaining defendants in FBI's Whitmer kidnapping hoax Judge says FBI entrapment defense still in play for Fox and Cross. So Michigan judge denies motion to dismiss. Hope, listen, we need to pray. Here's the thing. Lord, I pray right now you dismiss these charges. These men were entrapped. I pray this in Jesus' name. This is just another hoax, an absolute hoax. Gretchen, who would want, who, first of all, who would ever want to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer? Who would want to have her alone anywhere at any time? 
Who would want to spend one second more with Gretchen Whitmer than you ever would? And what kind of what kind of ransom? Her husband would probably call and say, keep her. Who would ever want her? So it's just another FBI. And the, the same person running this investigation is the same person running the 1-6 investigation where you got 100 to 200 still 1-6 protesters in the D.C. metro jail living in solitary confinement, can't get a haircut, can't get religious services, can't get Medicare, nothing. That's what's happening right now in the United States of America. While Project Veritas is being raided, Steve Bannon's being raided, Roger, uh, Steve Bannon's arrested, Stone is arrested, Flynn's arrested, Navarro's arrested. This is what's happening in America. By the way, Christians, that's why you don't strap lies. That's why you don't put your oath of allegiance on your face. Because you end up electing people like this through a fraudulent election. All right, where the heck am I, Will? The dirty truth? All right, Dirty Truth, uh, Josh video. Now we're on to 1-6, switching to 1-6. At Rep Jim Banks, play it for me. Well, remember, Sean, Nancy Pelosi is the only person in the United States Capitol who's covered anything up about January 6th. She refused to cooperate with the Senate Homeland Security Committee, who asked her for documents about the National Guard being called off for, quote, bad optics. And she refused to give those documents over to that bipartisan investigation in the Senate. That, that's why she didn't want Jim Jordan and I on the committee, because we were demanding answers about her failures, her lack of leadership, the systemic breakdown of security at the Capitol on January 6th. She won't allow this investigation to go anywhere near that topic because it deviates from this highly partisan narrative going after Donald Trump and their attempt to prevent Donald Trump from putting his name on the ballot because they know if he does, he'll win in 2024 and be the president again. Jim Jordan, last question. Uh, what happened? Good. So there we are. So here's there it is. The only person covering up anything when it comes to 1-6 is Nancy Pelosi. We need to know why it was that Ashley Babbitt was shot unarmed through the neck. Nance, we need to know why it is that you turned down 30,000 National Guard troops. Nance, we need to know why Muriel Bowser turned down 30,000 National Guard troops. Nance, we need to know why it is that we can't get your emails from you, from Nancy Pelosi to the Sergeant at Arms for the Senate and the House. Nance, we need to know why it is. She's the only one covering anything up. She's the only one that's not answering questions. Everybody else is answering questions. And she, because all the other people, you might be like, no, like Bannon and Navarro are refusing it. Well, they weren't there. They had nothing to do with 1-6. Nancy Pelosi, Donald Trump goes to her specifically and says, here's 30,000 National Guard troops right here for you. She says, no, thank you. And so does Muriel Bowser, mayor of D.C. Both liberal hacks. Why was that exactly? We, the other things we want to know is how many federal law enforcement officers were in the crowd we want to know i mean it was asked ted cruz simply asked the spokesperson for for the fbi we want to know who ray epps is can you tell us i can't answer that question can you tell us if any fbi agents or any fbi informants instigated violence on the day of one six oh but i can't answer that question the only people that are covering it up are the people running the one six committee to allegedly get to the bottom of the truth it's just like the disinformation governance board. You have the very purveyors of disinformation and misinformation running the disinformation governance board. Exact same thing happening here. Where am I at, Will? Betsy. All right, Betsy Woodroff, Swan tweet. You, you that's United States Secret Service spokesman Anthony Googly Elmi, Googly Elmi, something like that, tells me that in the 10 days, of course, we had this is all the Cassidy Hutcherson stuff we're moving on to now. Cass, Cassidy Hutcherson, who said, just for those who don't know, which I know most of you watch and do know, Cassidy Hutchinson 
former low-level staffer in the Trump administration, was brought into, for some reason, into the Secret Service's office, and, 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 they, and the head Secret Service agent told her everything that happened that day for some reason. I don't know why that would be. Maybe men just trying to impress a hot girl, I guess, or whatever the deal was. I have no idea if it happened at all, which it probably did not happen at all. But here it is. New USSS spokes Anthony Gigliami tells me that in the 10 days before the Hutchinson hearing, the January 6th committee did not reach out for more details regarding the beast ride. Hutchinson says that she was told by the Secret Service that Donald Trump lunged for the clavicles of his of his head agent and lunged for the wheel of the limo, a limo that has a bulletproof shield between the front and the back. Somehow Donald Trump went out the bulletproof glass on one side, a limo climbed onto the roof, went through the passenger side window and grabbed a hold of the wheel. And somehow, the de- without, without the agent actually following him out, the agent somehow teleported through the bulletproof glass and grabbed a hold of his arm. That's, that's Cassidy Hutchinson's story in a nutshell. She's another Christine Blasey Ford. She's another Anita Hill bold-faced, paid-off liar. That's who she is. We'll get to the depths of it. Go to the next one for me. Kyle Becker video. Dan, Dan Bongino really seals the deal on why Cassidy Hutchinson's story can't possibly be true. Play it for me. So Cassidy Hutchinson says, Tony proceeded to tell me that when the president got back in the beat, got in the beast, he was under the impression from Mr. Meadows that the off the record moving to the Capitol was still possible and likely to happen, but that Bobby had more information. Okay, well, what's the problem with this story now? Okay, here is video, and I need you to watch this on Rumble, folks. I'm sorry, I know some of you listen, but I need you to go to Rumble and watch this very specifically. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Here is video the day of January 6th after the president left the stage. And you'll notice what Cassidy Hutchinson says Tony called the beast. I'll address that in a second. What the media calls the limo, the beast, on only the media, right? You notice the president didn't leave in the limo, as we would as the media would call it. He left in what the Secret Service calls the Camp David package, or what regular, I guess, average folks would call the SUVs. Look for yourself. See it? You'll see this car backstage. You'll see that. Now, I want you to pay very close attention. What's that? That's the presidential seals. You'll see it. That's that. The, the, did you see it with the flags on it? That's the, the, the presidential seals, only the car with the president. Notice every other car does not have the seals. It's just the one with the presence. Now, now again, this is the kind of thing, if you're an agent, you'll notice these little details. If you're not, you'll miss them. Those presidential seals, I have them right here in my office right here, seals from the last trip I did. I have the seals and the license plate from the car. They're magnetic seals. They come off the car, not painted on. They only go on the car the president is in. It doesn't matter if it's a Tesla, an SUV, or a limo. Those seals go on the car. There's a little carve out for them where they go. The president is in the SUVs. He's not in the limo, what the media call the beast. The story can't possibly be. So now one thing Cassie Hutchinson testified to under oath perjuring herself is actually true. She allegedly is getting information from the Secret Service, from the head of the Secret Service of Trump's detail, getting that information from him of the uh, and everything everything she alleged happened in quote unquote quote the beast the beast is a limo he was never even in the limo 
He was in an SUV that is not called the beast. And by the way, no way on earth, again, with the shield in between him and the driver, no way for him to ever reach for the, the lunge for the drive, for the steering wheel. No way for that to ever happen. So she's wrong on the, I mean, over and over again. She says the beast, the beast, the beast, the beast was never involved at all in the incident that she's lying about. Nor can Trump from the back of an SUV reach through another bulletproof uh, shield of glass into the driver's compartment and try to take control of the wheel. And that and the Secret Service agent and the driver of the SUV are both perfectly willing to testify. But un- you saw the first slide that I put up. The, the one-sixth fact-finding committee has yet to reach out to the Secret Service. Let me just ask you this. Everybody's watching that has an IQ above 17. Let me ask you this. If you were to have somebody testify about things that the Secret Service did, would you not actually contact the Secret Service? Why would you have a hearsay witness come in instead of the person who actually said the statement? Why would you have the person who heard a statement come in instead of the person who actually said the statement? Why, why would you not do that? Why would you not have, instead of the person who is saying that they heard from somebody else, because Cassidy Hutchinson is a hearsay witness, hearsay witness is this. Not something, not just that they heard somebody say, it's that somebody is telling them what they heard. It's not if I just heard you say something, like if I heard you say, I'm going to kill somebody and I go and testify that that's not hearsay. It would be somebody telling me that they heard you say that that's a hearsay witness. That's who she is. Why would you not bring the person who actually uttered the sentence? Why would you not actually bring in the person who drove the car? Instead of the person talking about a limo driver who may have said something. Why would you not bring in the actual witnesses? Why would that be? Because you're not trying to get to the truth. If you're, if you're in a congressional committee who's not trying to get to the truth, you have to have a different nefarious motive. If you, if you have a vaccine to stop transmission, a vaccine mandate to stop transmission using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission, you have to have a nefarious motive. What's their nefarious motive? To keep Trump off the ballot. And to control your life. They're all part of the same. Collusion hoaxers, insurrection hoaxers are no different than people who pimp and whore vaccines. Christians, they keep, you know, keep those things in mind. You're part of the same team. You strap your, your swastika on your face. You're, you're, you're on the same team. You've joined in. You've joined in with the tactics, tacti- tactics to push a globalist leftist Control narrative, control agenda upon everybody else. And by the way, if you're going to be a second Thessalonians chapter two, three through eight restrainer, which is what we're called to do. You have to restrain. You cannot be part of the thing you're trying to restrain. If you're going to be the restraining that's spoken of in that chapter where you're holding back the son of perdition, the man of lawlessness, you're actually holding back the antichrist. You can't be helping the antichrist spirit. You can't be part of pushing forward the antichrist agenda. Christian, COVID caving, pastor, quarantine, Christian, mask, Christian, vax, pimp, and whore, Christian. You can't be, you can't be part of the restraining and then actively participate in that which you're trying to restrain. I hope everybody can see this. Alex, Alex Bruce was tweet. Wow. Another major lie told by Cassie Hutchinson lied about the beast, lied about the limo driver, lied about Trump trying to reach for the clavicles of a, of a, a secret service agent, 
Wow, another major lie told by Cassie Hutchinson. She told the sham January 6th committee that Jeff Clark, U.S., and Rudy Giuliani strategized at the White House together. Jeff Clark and Rudy Giuliani, there's a little problem with that. So she says that Rudy Giuliani and Jeff Clark strategized together at the White House. But there's only, a, remember, that's her sworn, under oath, perjurous testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson. Cassidy, Blasey Ford, Hutchinson, Cassidy Heard, Amber Hutchinson, whatever. The only problem is Jeff Clark and Rudy Giuliani have never even met each other. She, this, is, this is Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, uh, Jamie Raskins, star, Adam Schiff's star witness. Going to change. I, I saw all the tweets from the left. This, you're going to remember the moment that Cassidy Hutchinson testified. No more than I remember the last giant dump that I took. Because that's, that's, that's exactly what it's worth. The last bathroom visit that I was at. Bold-faced lies under oath by another Democratic witness. Anita Hill, Christine Blasey Ford, and now Cassidy Hutchinson. I'm surprised she didn't come out with some sort of sexual abuse allegation. I'm surprised she didn't. I'm surprised she didn't make up something. That something happened in the White House with some Trump staffer or Trump himself. I'm surprised she didn't. Because that would be that would really, really make sure they were sticking close to the to the Democratic Party modus operandi. All right, where am I at? John Cordillo. All right, John Cordillo tweet. Liz Cheney intentionally and knowingly encouraged encouraged Cassidy Hutchinson to lie under oath to Congress. This isn't about Trump. It's about you. They are warning Americans that they will lie, cheat, and steal to persecute anyone who opposes the regime, as we've seen through through the numerous arrests. From Chuck Ross to the bottom, Cheney displayed a note today that Cassidy Hutchinson claimed to have written. Only problem is, only problem, she claimed to have written under oath, only problem, Except White House lawyer Eric Hirschman had already told the committee that he wrote the note in question. One lie after another. But you'd be like, you and I would in shame stop lying and repent. You know, let me let me just let me just proffer this to you. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, Democratic Party, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, Democratic Party, feet that are quick to rush into evil, Democratic Party, a false witness who pours out lies, Democratic Party, and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers, Democratic Party. Six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. Democratic Party qualifies for them all, haughty eyes and a lying tongue. What's the next one? Feet that are quick to rush into evil. A false witness who pours out lies. It fits them perfectly. Hey, oh, the next one, I skipped one. Uh, which is, is the actual, it's number three, the actual embodiment. Embodiment of the Democratic Party. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. 41.2 million babies butchered in the womb and on the way out of the womb in 2021 alone. And they want to talk about COVID. They want to talk about kids in cages, that they're compassionate for kids. They're just liars. There's no other way to frame it. They are demonic liars trying to push forward a globalist leftist agenda to try to control you. Close your church. And look at all the churches. They just complied. They just capitulated and cooperated. They're basically almost like leftist globalist Nazi collaborators. 
ushering for if you're listen if you're a covid caver you're nothing different than any a transgender activist you're pushing forward the exact same leftist globalist control agenda you're the same person repent and say i was wrong all you christian leaders that are watching right now i don't care how big of a leadership how big a leadership you have come on could just say those three simple words i was wrong stop trying to justify it and stop acting like you never closed when you did jack posobiec tweet breaking multiple sources including one who was at the White House on January 6th, tell me Cipollone was not there in the AM when Hutcherson testified she spoke with him. So she says, leave this up, she says she spoke with Trump, Trump chief attorney, Pat Cipollone. She said she did, right? But the only problem is multiple sources, including one who was at the White House on January 6th, tell me Cipollone was not even there in the AM when Hetcherson testified she spoke with him. By the way, let's leave this up. It is very provable because everything going in and out of the White House is logged by the Secret Service, the very people she's making an allegation about. January 6th committee is aware of this discrepancy and are ignoring media inquiries about it. Seems she made up the entire conversation. So she says, leave this up for just a second so I don't forget the names. So she says she was there for a Clark Giuliani meeting. Clark and Giuliani were never met each other. She says that she saw Trump or she said that she, people told her that Trump lurched for a, uh, a wheel of a car that he could never reach for. The person that she said that he reached for his clavicle says that that never happened. Limo driver says that never happened. And now the very latest thing is that she said that she was in a meeting with with, uh, Pat Cipollone, Trump attorney, and Pat Cipollone Cipollone wasn't even in the building on January 6th. This is all very provable, but since we have no media, it's more important to the media to push forward a Democratic Party globalist socialist narrative than it is to tell the truth. Why you would ever consider that if you're a media person and you're thinking, you know what? The ends justify the means, the means justify the ends. Why would you ever want a system of government that you had to lie about to put into place? That you had to propagandize about to put into place? How has that worked throughout history? How has it ever worked throughout history when, when leaders like Mao Zedong, Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, Pol Pot, Nicholas Maduro, numerous others, all they have ever done is propagandize using the media their way into power. How did that work out in the past? And how can you consider it to be a viable option for yourself? How can you consider it to be a positive thing? How can you consider that regime to be a positive thing if you had to lie and propagate it into existence? There is no way. All right, let's go to the next one. Tim Young tweet. Cassidy Hutchinson was so horrified. This is funny. Cassidy Hutchinson was so horrified by what she saw on January 6th that she went on the record a week later. So this is a week later. So she sees all of these things. Again, I don't mean to be overly redundant, but I just, you know, you just have to make sure you frame it. She believes, allegedly, that Trump tried to take control of a limo, taking the hold of the steering wheel, tried to choke a uh, Secret Service agent. Uh, she uh, believes these things about him, Right. And, and obviously had a conversation live with Pat Cipollone. Cipollone didn't exist. Saw a conversation between Giuliani and Clark that didn't exist. But in the midst of all of this, she's so horrified, as Tim Young puts it, Cassie Hutchinson was so horrified by what she saw on January 6th that she went on the record a week later to say she was going to be working for Trump at Mar-a-Lago after he left office. That's kind of strange, isn't it? 
It's kind of it's kind of strange too that Christine Blasey Ford never uttered a word in her life. The the Biden rape accuser called the police and spoke to her mother. The Biden rape accuser. She did that. Christine Bosley Ford never did a daggum thing. Anita Hill never did a daggum thing, never spoke one word about it until their alleged assaulter was nominated for SCOTUS. And you have the exact same thing happening here. Where would she be right now if Trump was president? She'd be working for Donald Trump right now because none of what she alleged has ever happened. She's been bought off by, I can't remember, the pretend Republican on The View who told her, you know what, we'll get you on The View if you go ahead and say these things. That's what's happened. All right, put, yeah, put up that pic for me. There she is. There's Liz Cheney hugging Cassidy Hutchinson. Very strange. I've never seen somebody on a committee hugging a witness. Very strange, isn't it? That you have a committee member, really the judge in this situation, Hugging a fact, alleged, alleged fact witness. That's odd, isn't it? All right, let's go to the next one. Are we on Justin? We on Justin Paragona? Okay, here we go. Fox News anchor Brett Baer. Watch him humiliate himself. Play it for me. That from hearing it firsthand, she says uh, that both of those men requested pardons from the president. I think what you pointed to, Sandra, was uh, the most uh, compelling when she quotes Mark Meadows saying, uh, Pat, you heard the president. He doesn't care. He thinks Mike deserves it. He doesn't think they're doing anything wrong as far as they're literally literally calling for the vice president to be hung. And then Pat Cipollone says, this is effing crazy, according to Hutchinson. This testimony was very compelling from beginning to end. She obviously had access to all of the players. We are now hearing from the former president on various posts where he questions her Accuracy. He goes after her directly, says he doesn't know who she is, and said he didn't lunge at the Secret Service agent in the Beast. Uh, that didn't happen. He says he didn't throw his lunch against the wall. That didn't happen, and that she's lying. Cassie Hutchinson is under oath on Capitol Hill. Um, the president is on Truth Social, uh, making his statement. Oh, you know, because she's, she's under oath. She would never lie, right? Of course not. Just like Bill Clinton never lies. Just like James Clapper didn't lie under oath. Just like Anthony Fauci doesn't lie under oath every time he testifies in front of Rand Paul about gain-of-function research and anything and everything having to do with COVID. Just be, so, yeah, Brett Baer, because somebody's under oath, that verifies that they're telling the truth. So nobody ever suborns perjury? So I get, why, why don't you believe everybody who's under oath then, Brett? Just, we just need to understand who Fox News is. Fox News are wolves in sheep's clothing. They're just like Ben Sass, Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, many others that claimed you know, the whole list of people that voted for red, flags law, red flag laws, Rob Portman, Mitch McConnell, just anybody and everybody in along that group. I can't think of all their names right now. They're just wolves in sheep's clothing pretending to be that which they are not. Brett Baird pretends to be fair and balanced. He's absolutely not fair and balanced. He's a talking. He's the one who called Arizona way too early when there's people still voting in Arizona in the 20 in November on November 3rd, 2020. And it's funny because he's talking about what's already now been debunked. Cassie Hutchinson talking about her conversation with Pat Cipollone, which has been proven to never have existed because Pat Cipollone was not in the building on the day that she claims that she had this conversation with him. 
And again, it just truly amazes me that anybody would want an agenda. Anybody would want political legislation, a political agenda in place that you have to lie to get in place. It absolutely, how good could that agenda be if you have to lie to get it into place? I never will understand these people. What is your motivation, Brett Bear, to sit there and back up somebody who's an unvetted witness? Brett Bear, why don't you ask the question of why don't you actually bring in the limo driver or the Secret Service agent? Why weren't, why weren't they, why is it that the, the, the one six committee has yet to contact the United States secret service. They've yet to talk to them, but bring in the person who talked to them allegedly. All right, Tom, we'll switch. Uh, well, now we're still on one six Tom Fenton uh, video, new evidence missing. I'm switching subjects a little bit off of Ashley Babbitt, new evidence missing in Ashley Babbitt killing play it for me. <laughs> Michael Byrd, first of all, never even filled out a police report. And as I've previously stated on a previous podcast that I could trust me in this, I've never been involved in an, a, an officer involved shooting. I never have, but I, but I've been around people that have and been around those investigations. Trust me, you fill out a report when you shoot somebody through the neck, killing them. Yeah, but you do again. And Michael Byrd states, I couldn't see her hands. So you shot her. That's when you don't shoot an unarmed female climbing through a broken window, which she's being pressed against and probably has nowhere else to go with three of three of your comrades right behind her. There was three Capitol police officers that were within five or six yards of Michael Byrd behind Ashley Babbitt. They could have just grabbed her and they let her walk by them. They're let and those three are letting her crawl through the window and Michael Burton, imagine this is all a very small area. They showed it on the video. There's basically a hallway with two double doors. And you have three cops standing behind her that let her walk by them and let her, they could have reached out and grabbed her ankle and pulled her through, pulled her back from the window. They didn't. They were letting her crawl through. So you basically, you're in a crossfire situation. Michael Byrd shot basically in the direction of three other Capitol police officers to shoot an unarmed woman whom he could not see her hands. And lo and behold, his evidence bag is missing now. That's strange, isn't it? Strange how it always works for the globalist leftist narrative. Funny how all that's gone. You know, we can't see 14,000 hours of video footage from one six. Not allowed to see that. Why? Why? What's the explanation? It, it, it's it, think about it. If you were the defendant in the case and the very people who are prosecuting you are the ones who are determining which evidence your defense gets to see. That's what's happening right now in the United States of America. This cannot be forgotten come November of this year. And especially come January 23rd of next year. 
This all needs to be brought up. All these agents. Michael Byrd needs to be tried. All of these agents, FBI agents that have concealed evidence, that have concealed the Hunter Biden laptop, they all need to be tried. They need to be sued. They need to lose their retirements. They need to be criminally prosecuted when, when that is applicable. And here's another very interesting thing. Chad Perkram tweet, Chad Perkram tweet, tweet, I try to get people's names right. It's hard to say Chad Perkram tweet. Fox confirms, very strange. See, it all seems to work for the globalist leftist control narrative. Fox, Fox confirms that Michael Stanger, this, I know most of you have seen this already. This is several days old, but I just had to put it up just in case people missed it. The Senate Sergeant at Arms, who was in charge of the Senate security the day of the Capitol right, he's died. Very strange. He, he was testifying not just a couple months ago, perfectly healthy. And of course, you know, he's dead. Very strange, isn't it? It just, it just makes me think back to, I can't remember what school it was. I can't remember the guy's name. But I basically discovered the origin of COVID-19. He was an Asian scientist. I believe it was in the city of Boston. Lo and behold, he just gets shot and killed in the parking lot. Very strange how a scientist would be shot and killed, not robbed in, the, in a parking lot. Very strange, all the suicides. And there, I need to do a whole expose on that. I mean, Marin, you need to remind me of that. We need to do an expose of all these killings. These double tap suicides. You know, I, one of the one of the last calls that I worked as a cop was was a single tap suicide. You know why that it's always a single tap suicide? Because when you launch a bullet through your brain, you can't do it again. The funny how all these other people, all these Clinton people that allegedly committed suicide, are double tap wounds to the skull. Very strange, isn't it? And a lot of them behind and are and are and are uh, classified as suicides with a double tap to the back of the skull. That'd be interesting. I like to see them pull that off. 25 years of law enforcement. I never even heard of anything like that. All right, changing subjects, moving on to, to COVID. Once again, Sleepy Joe says the quiet part out loud. Play it for me. How much of the supply of vaccines for these small children uh, is there and, and how many of the nation's kids will you be able to get vaccinated before you need more money uh, from Congress? Well, we'll get through at least this year. We, we do need more money. But we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. There it is. It'll never end. Why? Because it's got nothing to do with your health. It has to do with control. Forget health. Forget stopping transmission or infection. That's all cover up. That's all camouflage. That's all lie. It's just to control you. And look how far they've come. I mean, where we are at right now, we are entering month 28, month, not day, month 28 of 15 days to flatten the curve. Two years and four months of 15 days of flatten the curve. Look at what they pulled off. They have a, you have a federal vaccine mandate. You can't work for the federal government unless you're vaccinated in, in, in all of Israel, Australia, Canada. Who am I forgetting? New Zealand, all of Israel, New York City. Can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR-coded mark of the beast, your vaccine passport. Why? Because they say, you know what? You need to be vaccinated so you can't transmit the virus, so you can't be infected by the virus using a vaccine that doesn't stop either one. But yet all the mandates are still in place. You're like, there's some that have come down. Yeah, some have come down, but with their emergency power still in place so they can re-implement them whenever they feel like it. 
It's never been, a, there's Joe Biden simply saying, here comes another one. Here, he says it again. This is at the G7. Play it for me. Two years ago, COVID-19 didn't need any reminders about how critical investments in healthcare systems were and health, sec- and health security is, both to fight the pandemic and to prepare for the next one, because it will not be the last pandemic we, under, we, we have to deal with. That's why the United I mean, That's good enough. There it is again. And let me ask everybody this. People in the audience who are over 40, when was the last pandemic? Uh, there wasn't one. But here we are. We're going to have another one. And we're going we're to have another one because they have, they're greasing the skids. They're making sure that they're putting that out for everybody so that people accept it. Their new normal will be one pandemic after another, one variant after another. Let me read this to you. This is from Mary Tyler Bowden, MD. New variants BA.4, BA, and BA.5 are affecting those that have had the shots. The new variants of COVID-19, BA.4, BA.5 are affecting who? Only those who have the shots. Why? Because the people who have the shots have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. Anthony Fauci has caught COVID twice in the last 30 days. He's quadruple vax and he's taken uh, Palax. I, I can't remember how to pronounce it. Palaxvid, something like that. Palaxvid, another Pfizer drug. He's taken all that and he's still testing positive for COVID. They're the ones, the vax are the ones that are getting BA4, uh, BA4 and BA5. This variant is more likely than Omicron to result in bacterial pneumonia at an earlier onset. So the people who will get bacterial pneumonia at an earlier onset and catch COVID BA4, COVID BA5 are the ones who are fully vaccinated. 90% of COVID hospitalizations in Scotland and Australia, in Israel, in England, and Canada, now Canada's put out the stats, are amongst the fully vaccinated. What is the response of Justin Trudeau? Go get vaccinated. 90% of their COVID hospitalizations and deaths over the last month, for the month of May, in Canada, this is absolute fact coming from their own government. 90% of COVID hospitalizations and death. No, wait, I take back hospitalizations. It was all deaths. 90% of their COVID-19 deaths are amongst the fully vaccinated. Nine out of every 10 were fully vaccinated. 70 something percent of those. can't remember. What it's, I think it was 77.5% were triple vaxxed. So basically, I mean, it's not basically nine out of 10 were completely vaxxed, and most of those 9 out of 10 were, were triple vaxxed. They're the ones dying of COVID. And Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden tell you to do what? Go get vaccinated. Very strange, isn't it? How could that be about your health? If most of the people are dying, are fully vaxxed, well, that's just because, Tom, most people are vaccinated now. But this vaccination is supposed to stop death. Supposed to stop, well, they, they've had to back off transmission and infection because that's been absolutely proven that it doesn't stop either one of those at all. And then, of course, you had the Pfizer dump that showed 12% efficacy fading in one week to 1% efficacy. So we know transmission infections off the board, so they can't say that. So we've heard over the last several months that, well, at least it stops hospitalization and death. No, nine out of 10 COVID deaths in the country of Canada are fully vaccinated, most of which are triple vaccinated. Those are what we call on this show, the facts. And all the Christians line up. All the Christians line up to take the vaccination. I know that's not most of you watching. I'm just telling you, statistically speaking, most of Christians, evangelical Christians, lined up to take a vaccination from a company who tried to hide the development of that very vaccination for 75 years in federal court. 
And you take, you know, let me jam that metal rod in my, in my bloodstream as quickly as I possibly can. I mean, tell you, I mean, you're not just, you're not just spiritually inept. You're logically inept. All right, moving on to vaccinations. The vaccinated Fox video, Dr. Robert Malone speaking about vaccinating kids. As most of us know, it just was approved, approved bio, the bioethics department for the NIH is who does the approvals for the FDA. They're all one giant circle demon. That's who they are. So you have the FDA Food and Drug Administration who sued on behalf of Pfizer to keep the development of their vaccination confidential for 75 years using your tax dollars. That very FDA, they actually um, contract out the approval of vaccinations to the NIH a bioethics section headed by who? Anthony Fauci's wife, of course. Anthony Fauci's on the board of pharmaceutical company Gilead. Anthony Fauci, who's on the Bill and Melinda Gates board for vaccines. That Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci, known perjurer over and over again. So now we've had, of course, the vaccination approved by the FDA you probably directly by Anthony Fauci's wife. They no longer actually convene a board of nonpartisan scientists and doctors. They don't do that anymore. They just rubber stamp it. That's what they do. There's, there's no discussion anymore. There's no, there's no clinical trials. There's been no clinical trials of this approved vaccination. No clinical trials, nothing. No idea. No idea what's going to happen here. None. It's like they're approving puberty blockers for all of these poor transgender kids. Nobody has any idea what they're going to do. They say that the effect is temporary. Nobody knows that. They just say it out of thin air. Why? Because it all comes back to control. It all comes back to the leftist globalist control narrative. How will they use, how will they use transgenderism to control you? To control your speech. You shall, according to statute, is where they want to go. You shall call a he, a she, and a she, he. You will do it. Same thing's happened in Canada. Same thing's happened in the UK. People are arrested in the UK. People are arrested in Canada for not calling a he or she for defamatory speech. You know, you can be sued for defamatory speech. It's not even defamatory. How is calling a fully penis man a he defamatory? How is, how is calling Leah Thomas a fully penis man swimming in collegiate women's athletic events, collegiate women's swimming events and setting new records he, he showers with women. He swims against women. He dates women. He has sex with women. He swims against them, wins all sorts of medals and fame. How is it defamatory when he has a, when he is a fully penis man to call him a man, but in the UK, you're arrested for that. You don't believe me? Just pull it up. Google it right now. Google it right now. Take three minutes off the podcast and Google it right now. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. So you have the, the vaccine that's been approved from six-month-olds all the way to four, all the way to five, depending on Moderna or, or Pfizer. And here's Robert Malone talking about it. Play it for me, Will. What are your feelings about this new effort to vaccinate down to six months old? Um, I think you already know the answer. Um, I wouldn't have uh, asked the, the question the, if I did. This, this, <laughs> this, the organization that I represent has already put out a uh, position in a press conference filmed here in Austin, by the way, um, that in our opinion, there is no rationale for vaccinating these young children. Um, they do not get severe disease. And furthermore, 
about 75% of them based on serology have already been infected. The very young child that they're talking about is the period of time when their thymus is developing most rapidly and is di differentiating self and non-self. And it may well be with these policies that we create something even worse than the um, original antigenic sin problem we're seeing in adults. Because children are at a period, these young children are at a period in which their thymus is actively learning what is self and what is not self. It's in a super responsive state, which is why your children shrug this off. They actually have better immune systems than we do. Um, and in my opinion, we're going to look back at what just happened at the FDA and the CDC. It's going to be historic um, in terms of uh, bad judgment. Uh, that's, that's my professional opinion as a vaccinologist and an immunologist. I, I think that there's no reason. They're not at risk for the disease. They're not major contributors to overall spread and uh, deployment of vaccines into that population with these characteristics is particularly high risk outside of the myocarditis. As another paper just came out, incidence of myocarditis in young boys, one in 1,700. Yet another one that confirms the Singapore study. This is not trivial, and this is clinical myocarditis. So there's absolutely no reason to vaccinate kids. I'm not going to go over it too much tonight, but here's the thing. They're not significant vectors. In other words, they don't transmit the virus. They don't die of the virus. They don't get hospitalized by the virus. So there's absolutely no reason to vaccinate them. So again, we go back to the original premise. If there's no medical reason to vaccinate a child, which there is not, we know from the Axfor's Lionitis study, their post-infection survival rate is 99.997%. They're seven to, seven to 20 times more likely to die of the flu. And we've never seen a federalized response to vaccinating kids for the flu when the flu is seven to 20 times more deadly to kids. So what is the motivation? It's obviously not medical. It's obviously not medical, so what is it? It's for the extenuation of the EUA, the emergency use authorization, for the perpetuation of the COVID narrative. The vaccine company and all of the COVID narrative is all about getting to the vaccine mandate because all, and the vaccine passports because it's all about control. Never been about your health. 15 days to flatten the curve. Uh, we closed our churches to check and see how bad it was. You were conned. You fell for it. You lied. You put masks on. You did all those things. You fell for it. Have you ever said you were wrong? Just know that it was. that's what it's all about. So there's absolutely no reason to vaccinate a child. Medically, there's no reason. So there has to be a nefarious purpose. The nefarious purpose is the extenuation of the emergency use authorization so that vaccine companies can continue to operate under liability-proof practices. If you are vaccinated, their EUA long since ran out a long time ago. But because they keep vaccinating kids at new and different ages, the EUA continues on. It's part of federal law when it comes to vaccinations. Just like you cannot sue a vaccination company for harm done by the vaccine if it's under an EUA. So in order to continue the narrative, because they have to have they have to have the, the vaccine companies making vaccines. Justin Trudeau just bought another 50 million of them another 50 million doses or something like that. They have to have the, the vaccine companies continue to prove, continue to produce the vaccines because you can't pimp and whore vaccine passports without actually having the vaccines. That's what it's all about. Let Anthony Fauci, Peter Daszak, 
Billy Gates, the CCP and the PLA develop COVID-19, the problem, they develop the problem, then they offer their solution, which is the vaccine, all to get to the globalist narrative control agenda, which is the vaccine passport. And what was, the Christians don't buy in to the climate hoaxing, the Christians don't buy in to uh, defund the police, but the Christians buy into the most potent, potent tactic of the agenda, which is COVID-19 and vaccinations. Because only you, you can do all you want with race hustling and homosexual activism, all you want. But there's nothing like a medical emergency where it, with that, that instantly just gives you global gravitas. It's a, what, what is the one thing the Christians in the church buys into? The COVID hoax. The, va- the most potent part, the most potent tactic of the globalist left agenda and narrative. They all buy into that because it's the only, I mean, you, you can only control people so much when it comes to abortion. But if you're starting to, starting to usher in vaccine passports and none of the Christians ever read Revelation 13 that he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name, Revelation 13, 16, and 17. Tom, you read that every show. I know, but you can't, this is what should be being spoke about, spoken about right now in all the churches. You should be informing your people that, you know what, you need to gird yourself up to not take the mark of the beast. You need to be girding yourself up so you're actually restraining that which you're supposed to be restraining instead of actually being part of the thing you're trying to restrain. Pushing forward the narrative you're supposed to be holding back. Nobody preaches it. And you know what the next verse, which you hear me say all the time, Revelation uh, uh, Revelation 13, 18. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate. No, understand the mark of the beast. Understand it. How do you not understand it? If in Israel, Australia, in the entire European Union, in Canada, New York City, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without a QR code on your phone. That doesn't send alarm bells off to you. Quarantining, mask wearing, lockdown, vaccinating Christian. You did it. You, you helped do it. You ushered in. By the way, you did it more than anybody else because you're the light of the world. A city that everybody can see. A city that's set up on a hill. You're more guilty than anybody else. Of course the world fell for it. But you should know the word of God. You should hear his wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. You should understand it. But instead, all the Christians put the swastikas on their face, quarantine their own healthy kids, vaccinated their own healthy kids, and are vaccinated now. Many Christians, the Southern Baptist Convention, endorsed, pimped, and hoard the vaccine, as well as many huge names in Christianity pimped and hoard the vaccine while you have the proliferation of the vaccine passport all around the globe. Do they even read their Bible? No, because here's the thing they've created, they created their own Christianity a long time ago. I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Because you see under Psalm 138 too. Because under the name of Jesus, you can create any version of Jesus you want. But under the true Jesus, which is the word, 1 John 5, 7, Jesus is the word. You can't create anything because you can't change the word. But all these Christians, their number one prerogative is kindness and tolerance and accommodation that's not the bible 
Bible tells you to preach the word. Tommy said that at the beginning. I know. Saying it again. There's new people on. Your number one prerogative is not to make the sinner feel comfortable. It's to make the sinner feel convicted. You do that by preaching the word to try to save their souls. Pluck them from the fire and save them is what we're supposed to do. He that winneth souls is wise, Proverbs 11.30. Not accommodate the lost and keeping them lost because you never told them the truth. Just because they said a sinner's prayer in your church doesn't mean they're saved unless they repented of the sin that you never told them about. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you will surely die. And you do not speak out to dissuade him from his ways. That wicked man will die for his sin, but I will hold you accountable for his blood. How? Because you did not speak out to dissuade him from his ways. You accommodated him. You tolerated his behavior. You enabled it. But if you do warn the wicked man to turn from his ways and he does not do so, he will die for his sin, but you will have saved yourself. Ezekiel 33, 8 and 9. That's what you're supposed to. What, what, where's accommodation in the Bible? Where's, where's truth avoidance in the name of love? I have friends on both sides of the abortion argument. I have loved ones on both sides of the abortion argument. And I just want to tell them all that I love them. What, what, where's that in the Bible? Preach the word. What's the word? Abortion is murder. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, abominable murderers will not inherit the kingdom of God. Revelation 21.8. Abominable murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Revelation 21.8. Preach it, you coward. Your job's not to accommodate or tolerate. Your job is to preach the word. And, and everyone needs to, you know, they'll start quoting to me, Ephesians 4, 15, preach, you know, speak the, speak the word in love. It is love. What, what's voice inflection have to do with anything? When you talk about harsh and not harsh, you're talking about comparing a time where they stone people to where we are now. Harsh is stoning. Voice inflection, not so much. Stop using that as an excuse to avoid the truth because you're too much of a coward to lose friends or family members over it. Right? Or church members, right? Well, I don't want, you know, I don't want to lose this part of my congregation because they're going to think that, you know, that I'm not using wisdom when it comes to COVID. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. 1 Corinthians 1.21. So what should you have done? The foolishness of the word of God. Bind, loose, done. Leave your church open. That would be foolishness to people. You're not, are you trying to please men or trying to please God out of Galatians 1.10? For do I now persuade men? For, for, for do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to please men for if I still please men I would not be a bond servant of Christ you're trying to please the people inside your church instead of preaching the gospel of Jesus in the name of Jesus you avoid the gospel of Jesus you avoid Jesus in the name of Jesus the Bible is Jesus in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was God and the word is God there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 1, John 1, 14, 1 John 5, 7. And, to and you're preaching Jesus, avoiding Jesus. You call yourself Christian while avoiding Jesus, which is the Bible. 
It's like saying, here's the thing. This is, what, this is what Christians are doing now. In any correction that's brought to them, they consider that to be a violation of their, or, of their orthodoxy. Well, you know, we're not, we're not supposed to judge you. That's not judgment. I'm telling you to preach the Bible. You're not preaching the Bible. Preach the Bible. It's got nothing to do with judgment. It's not a judgment call. People just form their own versions of Jesus and then preach them. There is no other form of Jesus except the Bible. Everything, God, God is love. Jesus is God. So the, and Jesus is the word. So the word is love. What time is it? Okay, let's go on. I'm back to vaccines. You're like, Tom, you go off track all the time. I know. I, you know, you just got to say what you got to say. Association of American Physicians. The Biden administration announced Wednesday that it is paying 3.2, just like I just told you, the endless perpetuation of the COVID narrative. So you have to keep vaccine kids to keep the EUA. And then you have the Biden administration announced Wednesday that it is paying $3.2 billion for 105 million doses of an updated Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for a fall campaign, I guess, of the next pandemic, right? Fall campaign, what does this vaccination do? Doesn't stop transmission, doesn't stop infection, doesn't stop hospitalization, doesn't stop death. So why are you having a fall campaign using a vaccination that does absolutely nothing? There has to be a nefarious, uh, there has to be a nefarious purpose. The nefarious purpose comes down to one word all the time, and it is control. All to get it so you can, all to get you to pigeonhole you in to a one world commerce, one, a one world, one way commerce system in the, in the world. That's what it's about. So they can force you to say what they want you to say, force you to vote how they want you to vote, force you to support what they want you to support. That's what climate change is all about too. And just remember too, Biden administration, they just bought all those vaccines. Just so you know, I don't think I read the bottom of it or I missed part of it, but there's zero clinical trials when it comes to that vaccination. Did I get on the bottom? Is there anything on the bottom? I can't remember. I wrote myself a note, but there's zero, zero clinical trials having to do with these new vaccinations. All right, let's go to the next one, guys. Rise Melbourne tweet. Australia, of course, my word, another new term. A concerning number of pandemic babies with no immunity to respiratory viruses are presenting with inflammation of the lungs, heart, and brain. Cases have risen from 350. 350. This is just a small, just a, just a, just a small increase here. This is just a small one. From 350 to 3.5 thousand a week. So you used to have, let's make sure we make, we're clear with this article. So you have the number of pandemic babies with no immunity. It used to be about 300 a week with 300, 350 show up a week. But lo and behold, that's risen to 3.5 thousand a week. I wonder what could be causing this when there's only one common denominator or one non-common denominator all the way up to, this is now in 2020, these are 2021 and 2022 statistics. There was no vaccine up to those years and lo and behold, you had about 350 a week then and now lo and behold, and I'll bet you that there wasn't even 350 a week prior to 2021. How much you want to bet? But now it's gone up because so many more people have been vaccinated that now is 3.5 thousand a week of babies showing up with no immunity. How could that be? Um, that would be called ADE, passed on genetically from their parents. Because what do you take when you take an mRNA vaccination? It is a genetic therapy, a gene therapy. It has now changed who you are. And then you made a baby with your new genes. Your antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome genes you just passed on to your kid. 
because you didn't have the courage to say no to an experimental mRNA vaccination. And then all these same idiots are vaccinating their kids who will then have, they're having 17, 18 year old kids who have no chance of dying of COVID whatsoever. Hey, well, that repetitive motion is driving me nuts. They have no chance of catching it whatsoever, 17, 18. Then they're going to have babies coming up too. That is what is happening here. Let's go to the next one. Joseph A. Ladapo, Surgeon General for the state of Florida. Any other labels you want to throw at me? Look at the bottom. Select select subcommittee. Oh, I'm sure that's as valid as the 1-6 committee. Select subcommittee on the coronavirus crisis. There is no crisis. It's a 99.9% survival virus, 0.1% post-infection death rate. Florida Surgeon General's letter doubles down on the dangerous anti-vax rhetoric that has been driving Governor Ron DeSantis' COVID-19 policies. What's their dangerous anti-vax rhetoric? Their dangerous anti-vax rhetoric is that they don't think six-month-olds to five-year-olds need to be vaccinated. They're not saying you can't. If you're, if you're stupid, if you're idiotic enough, if you're a stupid, idiotic fool who wants to vaccinate your six or seven, eight-month-old, four-year-old, whatever has a 0% chance of dying, you want to genetically modify their body. If you're that galactically stupid, you're free to do that in the state of Florida. All of those vaccinations are available to you. Fine, go ahead and do it. It's America. Do what you want. Poor kids. But do what you want because you're going to see the, leave this up now. You're going to have the exact same thing. You have these headlines coming across in the United States because it will come out because we pray that it will. And it is all coming out just like it is in Australia right now. We're just a couple months behind Australia because their CDC is far more corrupt than Australia's. So it will come out. It won't be long until we're having our babies born with antibody dependent enhancement syndrome, which is exactly what's happening because they're passing it on. Their parents have been genetically modified, genetically modified back in 2021. Say they were vaxxed in 2021, got pregnant with their wife in February, had the baby sometime in December. And now they're baby because they were genetically modified. Now they have a genetically modified baby. We're saying no to that in the state of Florida. Ron DeSantis actually reads the select subcommittee on the coronavirus crisis. They don't read. They push an agenda for control. That's all that it's about. Any other labels you want to throw at me, says Joseph Ladapo. The conversation at the grown-up table is about why the COVID-19 vaccine for children was approved with no data on clinical benefit. There is no benefit to kids. It was actually reversed. It was reversed efficacy. It was actually called negative efficacy in Pfizer's own trial data. More kids who were vaccinated caught COVID than the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated caught COVID more often than the vaccinated. You're free to come join the adults once you're done name-calling. The select committee has no interest in vaccine data. No interest whatsoever. All right, Daniel Horowitz tweet. Brand new published, published in Nature, the risk of myocarditis, which we heard Robert Malone state just a moment ago. Among 18 to 24-year-old men following second dose of Moderna. Oh, it's just, it, you know, it's not much. There's not much of a problem here. It's just 44 times higher than average. It's just 44 times higher. Well, you know, that's not that big a deal, right? Also, surprisingly, 41 times higher among females. Strange, isn't it, that the very people who advocate uh population lowering the earth's population by vaccinations ted talk billy gates who said that he wants to lower the earth's population using vaccines to do so how that works i don't know how vaccines are allegedly 
Vaccines that allegedly save lives will lower the Earth's population. Well, they do, actually, because many of their vaccinations have been found with sterilizing agents inside of them. That's not right-wing conspiracy. That's on the World Health Organization's website, by the way. And Bill Gates paralyzed 496,000 kids in India. But that's just beside the point. He just sleeps like a baby at night. With all those kids, they basically curled up in a corner somewhere for the rest of their lives, paralyzed because of Bill Gates. He sleeps like a baby every night with the woman he cheated on his wife with. That, that's, who's Bill, that's who Bill Gates are. That's who, that's who all the Christians lined up to take the vaccine from. People like that. Notorious baby butchers. Bill Gates, whose dad was on the original board of Planned Parenthood. All the Christians lined up to take his vaccine. Truly amazing to me. So if you're a woman and you're, let's see, published at the risk of second dose, if you're two-dosed, Woman or man, man 44 times more likely to catch, to, to have myocarditis, 41 times more likely if you're a woman, if you're double dosed from the, from, for, uh, with the COVID-19 vaccination. That's the truth. And by the way, Daniel Horowitz got banned off of Twitter, I believe, for this tweet. Why? What was there? This is the, this is the new study. This is a published study. Why would he be banned off of Twitter? Why would that be? We need, I mean... Elon Musk has got to get a hold of Twitter. Got to do it or just get out of the game so we can all just switch permanently to Getter, permanently Gab. Make sure you have a Rumble account. Make sure you have a Gab account. Make sure you have a Getter account. And make sure you support this podcast with your prayers and with your money. Tommy, you just say that out loud like, yeah, absolutely. Why would I say it any other way? Support it with your prayers. Support it with your money. Support the podcast. Get Support the truth tellers out there. Uh, Pierre Corey, MD, tweet. Agreed. This tells me that the next few months data is going to be even more terrifying. Read the bottom bottom from uh, Massimal. The German National Office for Stats. By the way, the German, the German National Office for Stats, not a right-wing group, states, stats, claims that the large birth decrease in quarter one, 2022, could not have been caused by the vaccinations because Q2 2021, young people did not get vaxxed. That's a bold-faced lie. Read the next line. Actually, 40% of their 18 to 49s were vaxxed with two doses by the end of Q2. <laughs> so they just bold-faced lie. They have a low birth rate. They say that it can't be because our 18 to 59-year-olds weren't vaxxed. Wrong. Almost half of them were. And lo and behold, you have a much lower birth rate. Why is that exactly? Because the COVID-19 vaccination has now been proven to lower the sperm count in men. Facts. That's just the truth. That's just the way that it is. Coco tweet. Justin Bieber's face is par- has paralysis on one side at age 28. His wife, Haley, he, Haley Bieber, has a small blood clot and stroke at age 25. Miss Brazil 2018 passed away from a heart attack at age 27. NBA star, uh, Caleb Swanigan passed away suddenly at age 25. Nothing to see there. Here's their picks. There they are. All of them dead. It's pretty strange, isn't it? And it happened more and more every day. If you're, if, you're, if you're not on Twitter, but that's why Getter needs to be as powerful. Gab needs to be as powerful. Rumble needs to be as powerful. You see these endless tweets, one right after another. My uncle's now dead. He's 50. No signs of, of cardiac problems. Uh, coronary uh pulmonary problems his entire life absolutely no problems whatsoever suddenly died all over twitter all the time various low level and obviously high level celebrities with various maladies caused by the uh, i've said it several times on the podcast the number two female golfer on the planet had to take time off the tour for blood clots 
And, and yet you still have many people who refuse to see it. You can, I mean, come on. This doesn't ever happen. It's never happened before. Let's go on to the next one. Texas Lindsay video. Peter McAuliffe, play it for me. Antibodies worldwide has called for a global recall of all vaccines because worldwide, 40,000 deaths that the safety databases across the world, 40,000 in the big ones, VAERS, the yellow card system, the VigiSafe, and the UGIS system. 40,000 deaths with the vaccines. Unacceptably high. Typical standard for any biologic product is 50 deaths, pull it off the market, something's gone wrong. 50, not 40,000. So when there is a global recall by an international organization, this committee ought to be having emergency meetings. What are we going to do? A worldwide body has called for these to pull off the market. They're still giving it. You just heard from the pharmacy director ahead of me. He's still giving them out. When there's a worldwide call, call, recall, there should be some committee meeting so you have it down. I mean, you can tell something is going wrong here that we're in trouble in terms of vaccine safety. Dr. Malone has covered vaccine efficacy, which has largely waned. I will just tell you that the CDC told us as of December 10th, 2021, with the Omicron strain, 79% of people with Omicron were fully vaccinated. That is prima facie evidence that the vaccines have completely failed against <coughs> Omicron. Let's backtrack on the video. So 79%, so basically just rounding it up to 80%. 80% of Omicron infections were amongst those double vaccinated. Fact, ADE, antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, which turns the antibodies in your body. They're supposed to be warriors. They're supposed to, when, when you heard earlier when Robert Malone was talking about children and their developing thymus, which they are able, the, the, the thymus, is a part of the body that that actually determines whether it's self or non-self. What that means is, is what's in my body a foreign entity, i.e. a virus. That's why kids with a hyperthymus, why they're growing up, are basically unable to catch really a clinical level of COVID or pass on COVID because they have a hyperthymus just kills it off. All right. And then what, when you vaccinate those kids, you're killing off their ability. And this just shows itself in the Australian article, the Daily Mail article, whatever it was out of Australia that I showed. Kids are being born now without it, without the ability, because they were genetically modified in their father's sperm and their, their mother's egg that they no longer even have thymus sort of activity that determines self or non-self, A-D-E. I know there are two different things, but ostensibly it's all HIV, sort of. The inability to fight off infections, ADE, antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, is turns your antibodies into ushers instead of warriors. They attach to foreign bodies, and instead of killing them, they usher them throughout the body. That's why 80%, as Dr. Peter McAuliffe just said, Peter McAuliffe, who used to be a world-renowned expert, gets cast aside because he goes against the narrative. So it, it turns your antibodies into being ushers. Now, this is why you end up with 80% of those who, who caught Omicron, were hospitalized for Omicron, died of Omicron, infected by Omicron. I'm adding to that. I'm adding the hospitalizations and deaths, but I'm guaranteed it's the truth. But those who caught Omicron, 80% of, of those who caught Omicron were those double vaxxed because they have no ability. Omicron was very mild. It was basically a common cold. They had, they had, did not have the ability. All these people did not have the ability to even fight off a common cold because they have AD, not to even mention the capillary blood clotting. 
They don't have the ability to do it because they genetically modified their, they genetically modified their genetic material. They no longer have an immune system. I hope it's temporary, but I don't think it is. So now you have what Peter McCullough is talking about here. And this goes back to the Pfizer trials too, hearkening back to the Pfizer trials. Remember the ones they wanted to keep confidential for 75 years in federal court sued FDA sued on behalf of Pfizer using your tax dollars to keep the development of of the vaccine of the vaccination confidential for 75 years and all the Christians lined up to take it. But anyway, so in the Pfizer trial, they had 1200 deaths from the vaccine in the, in the Pfizer trial in a 12 month period. So a hundred a month, you're supposed to close down by FDA rules. You're supposed to close down all trials after one death in 30 days. Whoops. They were averaging 100 per, per 30 days or fit bare minimum 50, 60, but extended over an 18-month period. So 50 to 100 deaths per month. They're supposed to shut it down with one death in 30 days. Now you have, Peter McCullough informs, there's been 40,000. There's been far more than that. We all know that, but just let's use their numbers against them. So there's been 40,000 on what he, what he calls you know, Vax adverse effect reporting systems, VAERS in the United States, and there's others. So we're at, we're at close to 40,000. We were well over 30,000 here in Barcelona. So I don't know exactly where he's pulling his numbers from, but regardless, 40,000 deaths, let's say from the COVID vaccination, and they're absolutely attributable, attributable to the COVID vaccination, 40,000. You're supposed to end that vaccination. They ended it after two deaths for the swine flu vax. You're supposed to end the proliferation the, I'm trying to think of the exact word, the, the vaccine program, the global vaccine program, or the statewide or the nationwide vaccine program, but this, this he's speaking of globally, you're supposed to end it after 50 deaths. 50, it should end. We've had 40,000 confirmed deaths, and they still haven't ended it. Trudeau, Biden, Harris, Macron, Boris Johnson are still pimping and whoring the vaccination when you're supposed to shut it down after 50 deaths and there's been over 40,000. Why? Because it's never been about anybody's health. It's been about control from day one. Back here, Saturday night, do not miss it. 55 minutes of fury. Love you all. And most importantly, God bless you all in Jesus' mighty name. I stand unequivocally on the word of God. On healing, the Bible. Prosperity, the Bible. Sin, the Bible. Everything. Protection, the Bible. Church, the Bible. The days we are living in are truly exciting. It's time to rise up to your calling that God has purposed just for you. Join me for Foundation Church's first ladies conference. Save the date for our beloved conference, August 25th through the 27th. You won't be the same after this weekend. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program and we look forward to you tuning in next time.